0: And now, a word from our sponsors.
1: We don't have any. So, if you'd like to get in touch, we'll happily take some of your advertising budget off your hands for you.
0: Just don't put all your eggs in one basket. Most of our listeners are either our friends or family, and even they listen just to stop us yakking on about it.
1: Mm. Besides, most of them already have all the blue pills they need. Isn't that right, Uncle Terry?
0: And now, back to our show.
2: Alright people, fasten your seat belts, flip your tray tables up, return your seats to the upright position and brace yourselves for impact. The pilot's passed out and the co-pilot thinks he's a horse, which is why he's done a bit too much Ketterman. But don't worry ladies and gentlemen, the good news is the autopilot lands the plane 90% of the time. The bad news is that it can't taxi for toffee. So with any luck, you'll be arriving in the terminal building at the same time as your luggage. <laughs> Only you'll still be in your seat on the plane. <laughs> but if we're on fire, some of you will get to use the bouncy slide. <laughs> so until I'm pending doom, welcome to Rodney Beckford Isn't funny. <laughs>
1: Rodney Beckford isn't funny. Well, that's a pretty ballsy title for a comedy show.
0: Yes, I know. I'm going to do a clever thing with the title at the end where I complete the sentence so it actually says...
1: Rodney Beckford isn't funny. He's also a terrible writer and knows nothing about anything, everywhere, all at once, at the same time.
0: Do you see what I did there? That's a really clever reference to the multiple Oscar-winning film Everything Everywhere all at once.
1: Yeah, but it's not funny. I mean, having to explain what you did, why you did it, or even drawing attention to what you think is funny, particularly when it's just a play on words, isn't funny.
0: OK, OK,
1: so what do you
0: think I should do?
1: Go get hit by a bus. And if you survive that, then you've got a funny story. I'm
0: not about to risk life and limb just to prove how funny I am.
1: Have you never heard of suffering for your art? Yeah, but six months in traction, that's crazy.
0: And that's only if I survive. You're an organ donor, aren't you? Just think of all the lives you'll be saving. Uh, They can happily have my parts once I'm done with them and not before. I'm not looking to speed up the process, thank you very much. So think of something else. Okay, well, you could do a podcast. Every idiot and their
1: dog is doing a podcast these days. Yeah, I could. I could talk to comedians about being funny. Uh, no. Trust me. The last thing the world needs right now is yet another podcast by a comedian about comedians being comedians hosted by a comedian. Oh, go on. That's got me written all over it. No! The last thing you want is a comedian coming on and being funnier than you. Which, let's face it, judging from the show so far, won't be all that difficult. You could get Vladimir Putin on and he'd be funnier than you've been so far.
0: Do you think he'd do the show?
1: Anyone indicted by the International Criminal Court at The Hague... I am pretty sure will not want to do your
0: podcast. Is it because we're in Brighton?
1: If he set foot in the UK, let alone Brighton, he runs the risk of being arrested, tried in international court, convicted and sentenced to some serious time on the naughty step.
0: So what I'm hearing is the organisers of Pride should maybe give up on any hope of having Vladimir Putin headline the main stage or even being crowned Queen of the Parade. I don't know.
1: If the last few years have taught us anything, it's that anything is possible.
0: There could be a tiny drag queen locked inside Mr Putin, but like a Russian doll, you know, there'd be at least six other slightly smaller Putins that would have to come out first before the drag queen in him would finally be released. I wonder what would happen to that that giant Toblerone that he picked up at Duty Free.
1: Well, if it's a gift from Vladimir... I check it for polonium 210 first. And if it does come up positive, send bits off to Nigel Farage, Jacob Rees-Mogg and Piers Morgan. And if there's anything left, Jeremy Clarkson can have some too.
0: OK, Mrs Comedy, where do I start? How do I prove to everyone that I'm funny? I told you, get hit by a bus. I'm not throwing myself in front of a bus.
1: A van or good-sized SUV will do.
0: Have you noticed how every other car on the road these days is an SUV or a soft road? Oh, hang on a second. Is this a bit? Yes, this is a bit. Oh, right. OK, go on then. There are loads of them. I'm surprised that there are so many people off-roading, climbing mountains, fording rivers and traversing 45-degree slopes in the rainy season in a Tesco's car park. (laughs) They're more popular than jokes at a comedy open mic about Prince Andrew, Russell Brand, or ADHD. (laughs) I live in Hove and was out riding my road bike early one morning, not so long ago, and I came across a bunch of seagulls disembowelling a bin bag in the middle of the street. Now, seagulls are a real problem down here. Some say they're part of the charm, but I've yet to meet one with charm or charisma. (laughs) The council had to invest in gold-proof wheelie bins with retractable covers to try to mitigate against the mess they cause scavenging for food. However once the gold-proof bins get full people keep stuffing their rubbish in wedging the hatch open or they just leave their bags at the base of the bin making it easy pickings for the gulls. The goals then, almost as if on purpose, make up for all the time they couldn't get in by tearing open the bags and chucking the rubbish everywhere. It looks as if it's the aftermath of a festival site. Seriously, it's as if they've gone, Right you bastards, we'll show you with your fancy gold-proof bins. (laughs) At times in the early mornings, the roads can look as if a mob of rioters have come down and upturned every bin in the road and kicked the contents down the street. <laughs> Seagulls are such assholes. all the other water and seabirds are like, sorry about them, they're not with us. <laughs> Don't ask me what I was thinking, because I clearly wasn't, but decided to challenge these gulls to a game of chicken whilst they were in the midst of tearing into a bin bag. I rode towards them with the bin bag lying in the middle of the road And as I got closer, I started to squawk. (laughs) Don't ask why. This clearly wasn't one of my better ideas. Of the five birds, I managed to spook two of them as I veered off at the last second. But they only fluttered up to some nearby car bonnets. The other three stood their ground, giving me the stink eyes to say, What's this fool up to? (laughs) To be honest, I was a little annoyed that they didn't all fly away. It's one thing not to be taken seriously by people. It's a whole other level of humiliation not to be taken seriously by seabirds. (laughs) I mean, they were big for goals. There were more of them. But still, I'm the dominant species, right? (laughs) Wrong. I was clearly overconfident. I had my cycle helmet on and I was on my carbon fibre road bike... Were it to all go wrong, I could always ride off, or so I thought. So I turned around and rode back towards them, squawking as I gathered speed. I swear I saw the bigger bird go to the other birds sit tight, fellas, I'll deal with this dickhead in the <laughs> morning. It only starts flapping its wings and running towards me as it starts its takeoff sequence. Here's the thing. It's only looking back that I can see the ridiculousness of the situation I found myself in. I'm foolishly playing chicken with a seagull in front of its seagull mates and it's playing its best friggin' card, the power of flight.
3: <laughs> However,
0: once it reveals its true wingspan, I'm pretty sure that that was a moment when I realised I'd have stood a better chance of winning if I'd have picked a fight with a bunch of white nationalists at a neo-Nazi rally hosted by the English Defence League.
3: <laughs>
0: now, I don't know about you, but living on the coast, you end up playing chicken all the time with all sorts of birds. Blackbirds, crows, magpies, even pigeons. You know they're going to move, and they know they're going to move. Mostly because you're in your car. It's an entirely different prospect on a push bike dressed in figure-hugging lycra. I don't know if this particular bird could see the size of my balls through my cycling foot. But once that thing got airborne and up to the altitude of my head, it was as if my nuts literally decided to leave my body. They were like, nope, this is not going to end well for us. We're out of (laughs) here. They slammed the door behind them, taking my confidence, resolve, and what literal machismo I had left with them. (laughs) The goal never veered off course, and if I hadn't, I may well have ended up in Sussex County Hospital Accident and Emergency Department with a seagull impaled (laughs) in my head. As it was... I ended up in Sussex County Hospital Accident and Emergency Department after I was (laughs) out-chickened by a seagull. As I remember it, I turned away pretty early, so there was definitely no need for the vindictive little yellow-billed flying white supremacist to brush its right wing across the top of my helmet. And that is not a euphemism, by the way. That's what the flying little arsehole did. Which freaked me out and caused me to lose control of my bike. (laughs) I bounced off the side of a Land Rover Discovery into a Kia Sportage and smashed into the wing mirror of a BMW X5. This sent me careering into a Nissan Qashqai, glancing off and into a Range Rover Sport. Barely managing to stay on the bike after each deflection ended up being a cruel trick of fate, fooling me into thinking that I could recover and ride out of it. As it was... I ended up flying over the bonnet of an Audi Q5, buckling my front wheel, tearing the arse out of my cycling shoes and cracking a bone in my wrist. Not to mention collecting a very unhealthy dose of road rash. (laughs) So, I can say with confidence and first-hand experience you really are safer in an SUV in an accident. I bounced off six of them (laughs) in one go and got properly messed up. Now, of course, the real message here is not to play chicken with seagulls in the street on a carbon fibre roadblock. Seagulls are formidable birds. I and many other people like me can testify to coming off worse in encounters with them. And yes, okay, in my case, it may have been an incident of my own making, but they were being arseholes. (laughs) However, They have my begrudging respect. I even slow down for them in my car now. Mostly because they will mess up the front of a truck if you hit them at speed. (laughs) So imagine what they do to my Honda Civic. (laughs) I learned several lessons that morning as a result of my encounter with a bunch of seagulls. Chief among them being... It's hard to make a stand against antisocial behaviour, particularly when the enemy can see the size of your balls through your cycle shorts. (laughs) Also, there really are a lot of SUVs on the roads these
3: days.
0: (laughs) Yeah, OK, OK.
1: That's pretty good. I'll give you that. It wasn't bad. It was both funny and amusing. But we don't know anything about you. We don't know who you are, what you care about, where you're from or who you care about.
0: Well, you know that I cycle. I wear
1: lycra and... Have tiny balls, yes. But you're going to have to give us a bit more than one funny story. The audience has got to like you and trust you if you truly want to be funny. You're going to have to tell us about you.
0: Well, what can I tell you about me? I find it's better to let people think I'm an idiot before opening my mouth and proving it. I still take two bottles into the shower. I wash my dishes with Fairy liquid so that my hands are as soft as your face. And believe me, I've tried, Lord knows I've tried, but the only people better than a quick fit fitter are a Formula 1 team, and they're a bit overpriced in my opinion for my Honda Civic. I'm happy to wait 10 minutes for a tire change. Seriously, there's no rush. I've been vaccinated all my shots been dewormed and am fully house trained and I no longer try to lick my privates in public mostly because I can't reach however I have yet to learn how to walk and drink a takeaway cup of coffee without spilling it on myself yeah I struggle with that last one too but you can lick your privates yeah birthdays and special occasions
1: but even then I've got to stretch and warm up first
0: I've been a freelance cameraman for about 20 years now so, when the people I work with found out that I was doing stand up, they mostly said, That explains the dodgy camera work. <laughs> and he'll be an Uber driver by the end of the year. <laughs> also, cameramen aren't funny, which is usually said by sound men. Another thing sound men say is, Is it all right to cut through this video cable? <laughs> Actually, that's not true. I lied. They never ask. <laughs> Other people said, stand up, stand up comedy You're kidding aren't you He's about as funny as a prostate exam from Edward Scissorhands (laughs) Which I disagree with by the way If I was giving out prostate exams Humour would absolutely be the way I'd go to get through it I'd be like, can you tell how many fingers I'm holding up? (laughs) Or, whatever you do right now Don't pull my finger. (laughs) Some people said when they heard, I always knew there was something funny about him, which makes me sound like I'd held a bunch of vegans captive over a (laughs) ten-year period and made them stitch their own clothing together out of animal hides, forced them to wear leather sandals and feed them cheese strings and KFC. (laughs) However, The majority of the people I worked with actually congratulated me for getting away with whatever it was I did for as long as I'd done it without getting found out. The best advice I got was, if you leave quietly and comedy doesn't work out, do the secret knock at the back door and we'll let you slip in the back door. Which was nice if I'd actually worked in a building or a studio with a back door. I didn't even know there was a secret knock. Cameraman, you say? Yes. Have you ever done porn? Everybody asks that. Porn is like professional wrestling. It's fake. It's about as real as a clean urine sample from a Russian shot putter, Snoop Dogg or Lance Armstrong. You know who's going to win beforehand. There's a lot of overacting. There's far too many men wandering around with or without their underpants on. They spend half of their time with their heads between each other's legs. Someone always gets screwed. And no matter who ends up on top, eight out of ten times, someone always takes it in the face.
1: Okay, smartass. Say goodbye to the audience. There's an audience? Mmm, apparently. It would appear that there are some pretty desperate sad sacks out there who will listen to just about anything. Really? I thought this was all in my head. Well, it's been recorded, edited and is going to be put out there as a podcast.
0: But I thought you said... Yes,
1: it's against my better judgement.
0: Oh, right.
1: So... Yes, people get to judge for themselves as to how funny they think you are. Personally, I think you're about as funny as a urinary tract inspection where they shove one of those video cameras up your dick.
0: As long as the lighting and sound guys stay on the surface, I can put up with it. Yeah,
1: very good. Like we did there. Little industry joke. Mm, well done.
0: You're warming to me, aren't you?
1: I am you, you muppet! Haven't you worked it out yet? This whole back and forth thing? It's your conscious and subconscious tugging
0: away at one another. You're my subconscious? Uh, yeah. Oh. Right, then why does my subconscious sound like a premenopausal 53 year old middle class white woman from Bristol? Oi, I'm 45. 45
2: and the rest.
1: Uh, uh, but I can play 30s easily.
2: <laughs> yeah, on radio.
1: Don't you start. Just shut your face and do the end credits. <laughs>
2: Rodney Beckford Isn't Funny was written, produced, edited and engineered by Rodney Beckford, mostly because he's impossible to work with, petty, unreasonably demanding, a total dimwit and farts more than a freezing day with additional performances from Tanya Chaney and me, Kevin McCarran.
1: Oh, um, if you like the music, it's called Moonlight Caravan by Dexter and the Disciples.
2: If you like this podcast, what's wrong with you? (laughs) Go listen to Smartless, The Infinite Monkey Cage, That Sue Perkins Does, or even Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Alternatively, you can like and subscribe to the remaining episodes and don't forget to tell your friends and family. It's really just a giant Ponzi scheme. <laughs> Honestly, there's way better stuff out there than this. This moron is also on the internet at www.rodneybeckfordcomedian.com and Instagram at Rodney Beckford Comedian. Also, I'm contractually compelled to say, if you enjoyed these two idiots, and you haven't already, give the looking for a third podcast a listen. If you like it, subscribe, rate and give it a review. I think, they think, they'll be driving around in BMWs by the end of the summer.
1: We are different from most other podcasts you might listen to. There aren't any celebrities... Mostly because none of them have heard of us.
0: Or their agents warned us off with a stick with a bit of dog poo on the end of it. Mm. We're not even in the top 400 podcasts in the UK. Uh, I think you'll find we're not even in the top 400 podcasts in the world. But we are in the second million. Which is why we have to make trailers like this to encourage people like you to give us a listen. This trailer's for a new show we're calling the feedback loop it's the sister show to our other show the looking for a third podcast basically it's a
1: show about a show and we are putting our listeners at the heart of it so we can blame you
0: when it fails
1: hey that's not it look all you have to do is listen to a
0: couple of episodes of the looking for a third podcast doesn't matter which episode personally i'd go with running man jim or Eddie the Artivist. The choice is yours, people. Then get in touch via Facebook or Instagram and tell us about yourselves
1: and we'll consider you for the show.
0: There will be a test to prove that you listened to the very end.
1: Oh, yeah, it's always worth listening to us to the very end. It's our thing. Oh,
0: we are funny. Yeah, both shows are funny. We're comedy people, people. Although, if you have to say we're comedy people, people, then maybe we're not as funny as we
1: think. Uh. I am funny, all right? I've got paperwork and everything to prove it.
0: Yeah, well, I was too funny for clown school. I got kicked out of clown school for clowning around. Anyway, if you'd like to be on the feedback loop, give
1: the Looking for a Third podcast a listen.
0: And remember... Listen to a couple of episodes. There'll be a nine hour written test with oral, multiple choice and practical sections.
1: Then get in touch via Facebook or Instagram and tell us about yourselves. We'd love to hear from you and find out what you think about the shows.